This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. Okay, well, when the rain clears, let's talk about outdoor dining, the walking streets. They are some of the few good things that actually came out of the pandemic. And on the peninsula, Redwood City is moving forward with a plan to turn what was temporary street closure into a permanent pedestrian mall. It is in the area of Broadway, not far from City Hall. As Max Darrell reports, most business owners are celebrating the decision, but for some, the change will come with challenges. I need to take this one out. It's almost done. As Zareen Khan checks the clay oven to see how her famous naan is cooking. You have to be careful not to crack the clay underneath. Change is cooking in downtown Redwood City. And Khan, the executive chef and CEO of Zareen's, is all for it. I think it's excellent. I think it will help all of us. At City Hall Monday night, the Redwood City Council voted in favor of a resolution of intent to establish a permanent pedestrian mall along Broadway between Main and Jefferson and on Redwood Creek between the Main Street parking lot and Marshall Street garage. The area has been closed to traffic since the early days of the pandemic. So it's been excellent for the community. And restaurateurs like Khan have filled the street with large outdoor dining areas. So there is a huge demand for outdoor seating. During a good day, we're almost 100% occupied outside and only like maybe 10, 20% indoors. So obviously on a wet day like this one, you wouldn't expect to see a lot of people dining outside here in Redwood City. But according to a city staff report, the street closure, which has technically been temporary for years, added to the vitality and vibrancy of downtown. Feedback collected in 2021 and then again in 2023 revealed that most businesses in the area were in favor of closing the two blocks of Broadway permanently. And they're going to do what they're going to do. Howard Conrad is manager of one of the spots that didn't and doesn't like the idea. I think it's good for the restaurants only. And for the other businesses around here, it makes no sense at all. He says his barbershop, Bushwhackers, lost business as a result of the temporary two-block closure as he's lost visibility from the road and convenient parking. It cost us about 20%. He admits he sees the value of the street closure a block up, where Zareen's and numerous other restaurants are, but he struggles with the decision for his block. I would say fine if I was down this street right here because you can see it's all tables, but there's no tables here. Yeah, nothing's out in the street there. Khan believes the move will bring more people to downtown Redwood City. It will be excellent for the community. Uh, it would make our uh, Redwood City downtown uh, destination. Now it depends on the city as well as for the businesses to help us increase foot traffic here so that all businesses, not just restaurants, succeed in this. That's the goal, a recipe for success for everyone on Broadway. Okay, so this is not a complete done deal yet. The approved resolution kicked off a 90-day comment period to provide feedback. A public hearing is scheduled for April 15th. Well, not the best day for outdoor dining. Today it was rainy across the Bay Area, so this is what the conditions look like in San Francisco and Daly City. Will it be more of the same tomorrow? First alert meteorologist Darren Peck has all of our answers. Hey, Darren. Yes, it will. And here's the thing about this rain. It was kind of like a total head fake this afternoon. When this morning's rain cleared out and you got blue sky and you thought, okay, that one's done. 
Only it's not. That was phase one of this same storm. Look what's sitting off the far northwest coast. Same system, just the back part of it. Watch what happens over the next 12 hours. That rain slinks down our way and gets here in time for tomorrow. We'll look at this on the big picture right about there. That's early afternoon when some of the better showers come in. We'll put this into the future cast zone, come in closer, and put some more high resolution on it because you'll get rain before then especially in the North Bay there. Look at that line going across in the morning hours. That's like through the morning commute. Nice little line of rain is going to march across. But the showers are going to become more numerous as the day goes on. You're going to see more green and orange blobs show up right here. And then that starts taking us into the early afternoon. And pretty much even past sunset, we're going to keep this chance of rain going. So the takeaway is we're going to get a little more rain tomorrow than you had today. That's not saying much because we really didn't get a lot today either. But just know tomorrow's rain's coming back with a little more intention and, and we'll get a little more out of it. And then the cold air is filtering back in. Remember how cold it felt yesterday morning and this morning? Uh, we're going to go down to frost advisories probably on Thursday again. I'll show you that coming up in the complete first alert forecast, plus the next chance of rain after this one by the weekend. Juliet, back to you. You're all over it, Darren. We'll see you soon. Okay, so after weeks of debate that included hour after hour of emotional public comment, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors passed an amended resolution calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Jose Martinez shows us how San Franciscans are reacting. It's a personal victory for Lara Kizwani, executive director of the Arab Resource and Organizing Center, and her nine-month-old baby, Salma. Grateful for all the supervisors who have championed this issue, who are taking it as a critical matter because they're listening to their constituents. They're listening to the people that are facing hate violence, that are losing loved ones, that are scared for their own safety here in the city. They were among dozens of people who gather at City Hall to attend today's voting session. Thousands of community members are touched by this issue. I myself have lost family members in Gaza. There's not one Palestinian person anywhere that hasn't been touched by the loss of family and loved ones in Gaza. And you can see how many of them rally here to show support to this resolution, introduced in December by Supervisor Dean Preston, who is Jewish. This resolution signals to all that our elected officials see us, they hear us, they want to protect us, and they want to take action to end violence, that they are supporting a ceasefire. The resolution condemns any form of hateful rhetoric and attacks, including anti-Semitism, anti-Palestinian sentiments, Islamophobia, and xenophobia. But not everyone agrees with this resolution. I was once a state assembly member, and uh, I never aligned myself with the people who are the angriest and the meanest and the ones who had calls for violence and celebrated violence. That was repellent for me. And I think that's what our communities are looking for, uh, is for our elected leaders to have a, a moral clarity, condemn this violence, and disassociate themselves from it. In a statement, Supervisor Preston said, this crisis has directly affected our constituents and we should be doing everything we can to support and amplify their calls for peace. To see this city also at the forefront of the movement for, for Palestinian life, Palestinian dignity, uh, against war, against hatred of all kinds, um, I think passing this, re uh, this resolution would, would uh, fit that history of San Francisco, that history of the Bay Area really well. But what is the real impact of it? Ultimately, this decision holds symbolic significance, highlighting the city's stance on global conflicts, but these local resolutions carry no direct influence on international policies. So other leaders think this isn't the best way of uniting the community. To see our leaders, our elected officials, calm things down, 
bring the temperature down. You see very angry people trying to uh, argue for resolutions um, condemning Israel for just merely defending itself from Hamas terrorists. And, uh, and yet, why are people speaking up about this international conflict, about the only Jewish country defending its own uh, residents? Tonight, the Santa Cruz City Council is debating its own ceasefire resolution. It's similar to other resolutions we've covered, but this one also declares January 2024 to be Peace Month in Santa Cruz. All right, San Jose's police chief has announced he's leaving the department and joining the Santa Clara County Prosecutor's Office. Today, Anthony Mata said he will retire from the department he first joined in 1996. Mata was named chief in March of 2021. He will leave SJPD this March and join the county as an investigator. Now to Oakland, where a memorial service will take place tomorrow to honor Oakland police officer Tuan Lay. Officer Lay was killed late last month while responding to a robbery at a cannabis business. His memorial is set for Wednesday morning at Three Crosses Church in Castro Valley. We'll have live coverage starting at 10 in the morning on KPIX.com. Well, it is a push tonight to put an end to the latest recall attempt in the East Bay. This one targeting Oakland Mayor Shang Tao. So let's bring in Devin Feely with the primetime edition for more on this continuing saga. Yeah, so Jules, in Oakland and Alameda County, they have not one, but two recalls. Yeah. You can kind of think of them almost like trains on parallel tracks right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of sort of debate about the wisdom of that. Right. Mayor Tao, she actually just won by a razor-thin margin, but she has some support. And her supporters were out today, and their basic message was enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. That was her message. A recall.